ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground with Kevin Ward and Brian Sullivan. Welcome to Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. We are here at the WGC Dell Technology Match Play Championship. Championship. Jeez, <laughs> there's so many words today, Marie. Yeah. Hey, listen, we are honored uh, being being down here at the Austin Country Club. We are with the Director of Instruction, Anne Marie Gildersleeve. By the way, you are just Awesome. You've been awesome to us. We're getting, this is like, you're taking us, you know, into the underbelly of the Austin Country Club, but we're here in, in where you spend most of your time. So maybe tell the listeners where you, where you have us right now. Well, right now we're in the Harvey Pinnock Learning Center that sits on a driving range. We uh, actually have two bays, uh, hitting bays, a fitting studio, and, absolute, and a uh, classroom. So we uh, do a lot of our instruction out of here and... Uh, it's, it's a great place to be, being surrounded by Harvey's philosophies and wisdom. Yeah, well, and you, you had mentioned that you, uh, you instruct everyone from the children to the seniors, but I know you, you've done a lot with, with kids. In fact, you were um, ranked one of the top 50 kids teachers back in 2007 and maybe beyond that mm -hmm. uh, by U.S. Kids Golf. I mean, t tell us about the kids and why do you like working so much with them? Well, you know, it's because we all were once kids ourselves, so it's, you know, it's just... So uh, he's still a kid right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, even some of the seniors I teach, so we still hey, act like kids together. I just turned 50. Oh, right? I'm right there with you. Are you? Yes, yeah, I know. So we're doing okay. Right. We're still kids, though. We're still walking. Right, exactly. Um, you know, I, I was a multiple sport player, and I really was drawn to golf through my grandfather. Uh, my uh, father was diagnosed... Uh, with cancer and I lost him at nine and so my grandfather said hey if you want to hang with me you have to learn to play golf and I, I was out the door and run into the car and got to the door before he could even open the door for me so since then it was uh, I fell in love with this game and I fell in love with everything I was surrounded by it not just how to play it how to be competitive I learned that so much in other sports but really learning to build relationships and walking in with my grandfather and all his friends and uh, you know, they're sitting up at the bar and they have their, you know, their cigar and their drink of choice and they look and they go, what's she doing here? And my grandfather said, she's hanging with us today. Oh, so I us. made some great friends from that way uh, going forward. So my love for the game was my, and for kids is also because uh, I was a kid myself when I found love with this game. So walk us back. So tell us why, what was the turning point when you decided, all right, I want golf to be my profession. Well, again, I, uh, you know, just following the sport and then deciding to, uh, you know, go out and, and try the mini tours and get on the road. And, and then uh, I realized that, you know, when, when I was on the range, I was helping other players more than my own game. And yeah. I enjoyed that. So, and then we'd get done playing and after a round and being uh, on the road, I would always be like, hey, how'd you do? And they're like, hey, will you help me? So yeah. I found that I really was enjoying helping my fellow professionals around me. Uh, than really worrying about my own game. And plus, you can have more wins in uh, the rope having students than just depending on yourself with, that's and awesome. your own wins. So you so just I've love enjoyed. to give back a student of the game. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of kind of where I fell into, into the equation. It's just a, a little bit too much of a tinker, a la, like Tom, Mr. Tom Kite, but clearly Mr. Tom Kite made it made it work for right. for dozens of PGA PGA wins. So so dive in a little bit on some of the accolades you've received as an instructor and, and kind of kind of bring us up to speed on you and your career. Well, the thing I've enjoyed the most is, you know, really starting out at the beginning and, and really learning about the game and not only how to transfer it into my in my own game and how to become a better player, but how could I help others? And you really have to really look at the person individually. And that's why I found so much uh, 
passions of going to the Harvey Pinnock Golf Academy and going to work for them. I thoroughly enjoyed those uh, years and learning about the Little Red Book and all of Harvey's philosophies. And, you know, we just recently lost uh, Tinsley, and uh, today we'll, uh, Dale and I will be going uh, to his service and uh, leaving the WGC to come back and, and do that. But, you know, really even Tinsley's wisdom, uh, along with Harvey's Little Red Book, has been uh, very influential. So my accolades would be is really finding that wisdom and that good mentor and then just really, you know, uh, watching those unfold and watch players get better. I mean, I don't think there's really even any, any real big secret or a secret to the swing. It's a secret of building relationships with people. And Harvey was so good at that, along with Tinsley. I will miss him dearly. That's great. That's great. How much uh, does the psychology in your instruction come into play, right? So certainly you're talking about the technique of the swing. Um, but the mind obviously is a big plays a big role in, in whether or not someone's going to be successful. Do you have to address that much? You know, I think anyone again, it goes back to building relationships. That, you know, really just getting that player, whoever that is, if it, if it's a young child or an older, uh, you know one of my seniors or uh, my adults that I work with, is really believing in themselves. Because if you look on the range right now at the WGC, you will see several different techniques several different types of swings, but they if they believe in it and they believe in themselves, that's why they're here, and that's why they're one of the top 64 players. Yeah, one thing I think that uh, from us talking, and I, I try to do this in my own teaching, is just try to really read the student and figure out, what I tell people all the time is, I'm gonna read the student, figure out how they learn, how they best learn, and then what I tell them is, own your code, right? And so if, they, if I can help somebody own their code, then when I'm not there or somebody else, you know, they're in a tournament, they can figure out or they can simply send a video to me and say, hey, Kev, here's what, here's what I'm doing. And I send them a message right back. Um, so I think owning your code, that's something I wish I would have done better when I was playing. And I had, I had moments of owning it, but I think that, you know, growing up under Chuck Cook and learning all that, I became too much of a student of the game versus a player. And so I think that a lot of the psychology, like you said, figuring out how do you get, maybe they're, maybe it's said a different way, like she just told you yeah, a drill. Right. So I think that that's a huge deal, it's what relates, you know? You clearly, you clearly gra gravitate to her more than me, so I like that. <laughs> you trying to dump me now? Yeah. <laughs> is that what this is no, all No, we, we can team up, I, yeah, we can yeah, team up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. me, you guys are both good. Yeah, absolutely. make this my year. Yes. Absolutely. Well, when we come back, we're going to dive in a little bit more on the golf course itself here at WGC. Hear some more stories about Harvey Penick and, and whatnot. And so, and who was, the, who was that segment brought to you by? You know, this one was brought to you by um, Star Drywall. Okay. Which, by the way, down here, I'm not sure you worry about insulation. <laughs> but if you do, go to StarCompaniesKC.com. Come on back here on Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. This is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Hey guys, it's Frank Bowl. You've heard me talk about the Freedom Loan from A1 Mortgage, and you've heard current Freedom Loan customers explain how they've cut their mortgages in half. Unlike conventional loans that pay mostly interest and little principal, the Freedom Loan works just the opposite. It pays mostly principal, thus cutting out thousands in interest and years of payments. This is why people with a Freedom Loan are able to pay off their homes in less than 10 years. Here's the part that blows everyone away. You don't have to change your spending habits. That's right. Without spending a dollar more than you do now, you can be on your way to paying off your home in half the time and being debt-free. Call A1 Mortgage today and pay no out-of-pocket closing costs 
and have your loan closed in about a week. A1 Mortgage, 816-822-8888, 816-822-8888, or apply online at myA1Mortgage.com. A1 Mortgage Group, LLC, a cancellation mortgage company, license number MC001649, Missouri license 16-1556, animal number 268370. Terms and conditions apply subject to change without notice. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal, local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked. Honest, clean food. The Kansas City Auto Show returns to Bartle Hall March 6th through the 10th. New cars are safer, more stylish, and more efficient. The automotive future is here today. It's your opportunity to see the latest technologies in new cars, trucks, crossovers, and SUVs from the best manufacturers at the Kansas City Auto Show. See all your favorite cars in one place at one time under one roof. Bring the family, experience ride and drives, taste local foods at KC's Best Food Trucks, and let the kids play at Kids Corner at the Kansas City Auto Show, March 6th through 10th at Bartle Hall. And we've made it easier for you to get here with free parking and shuttle service from the Liberty parking lot in the West Bottoms. Get dropped off and picked up at the Auto Show's front door. For special offers and more information, visit kcautoshow.com. The future is on display at Bartle Hall. Come see it at the 2019 Kansas City Auto Show, March 6th through 10th. Don't miss it. Hi, this is Brian Sullivan, co-host of Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City. Hey, when I'm not bringing my fantastic double-digit handicap to the course, my company, Precise Selling, works with companies to create sales champions. Hey, the best golfers get to the top by having a swing process and a game plan from the time they step on the first tee to the time they finish their putt on 18. Now, at Precise Selling, we teach salespeople how to prepare for each sales call. We give them a process to steal customers from their biggest competitor, sell more to current customers, and negotiate like a pro. So come see me at PreciseSelling.com to learn how we can help turn your team into a team of top sales performers. Okay, welcome back to Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. We're with your boy Sully Wardo. We're down here at the uh, WGC Dell Match Play. It's it's beautiful weather out. 
Gosh, gosh. I'm moving back to Austin. I'm <laughs> Come moving on, back you're... to Austin. You are kind of the mayor of Austin. It's unbelievable. <laughs> in the... I love this town. Hey, we're here with Anne-Marie Gildersleeve. I prefer to call her Anne-Moe. <laughs> Why don't we tell that story? Oh, right? yes. Where did the Anne-Moe come from? Well, actually, I had a young player whose name's Matthew Perrine, and he's actually just graduated from Baylor, and uh, now uh, actually going to be playing the Canadian Tour and out there, again, seeking his PJ Tour card. But I started with him when he was seven years old, and uh, I just love working with him. Well, everyone here calls me Anne-Marie, and he's the only one that could not say it. He would say Anne-Marie. <laughs> and for years he couldn't say that. So, in fact, uh, Callaway, when I was on staff with them, sent me my staff bag and they actually put Amelie on it. So, uh, That's so good. He definitely can say Amelie now, but uh, it got to the point where one time I was playing in an LPGA teaching club professional event years back and we were in a rules meeting. We had to get up and introduce ourselves and I actually got up and introduced myself as Amelie. So, <laughs> it was kind of embedded in my me for there for a little while, so. So good. Yeah. Hey, so, so, so with the tournament going on, we're, mm -hmm. we're just steps away from the driving range. Yes. Um, do you get a chance to interact with some of the players as they come through for the tournament? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that especially during the practice rounds, definitely when the matches start, you know, the tee starts to really start to, you know, settle down a little bit. But it's great because they're interacting with the members, they're interacting with autographs. And it's really nice to see a lot of my friends who come into town because their their players are here. and I have those relationship with uh, the teachers that uh, that they're working with so it gives me a chance to catch up uh, and, and actually interact with uh, the, uh, the players when I was out on tour with Andreas Gonzalez there's a lot of players that I got to meet on the range and in practice rounds so it's actually really nice to walk up and they actually remember me yeah, so right. you know it's uh, really cool. it's great but it's great just to catch up yeah I love it who are some of the cool ones well, I, really cool ones. The really cool ones. I, you know, I, I think Andres' mustache is pretty cool. You know, I, I think after... his mustache on this show. Yeah. <laughs> after working with Andre, it's really hard to find really someone cooler than that, right? Because <laughs> he is hilarious. Really? So, you know, I, I, I really like uh, Jordan Spieth. You know, not just because he's sure. from Texas, but, you know, he's just so friendly yeah. and very kind. And, uh, and I just really like the way he handles, handles himself. And we're used to him he, when he was here at the University of Texas and he hung out here at... At our club but. so we actually ran into his dad last night at ah. dinner and so we had a nice chat with his dad and um i propose that we we don't want jordan on the show we want we want the dad because oh, yeah. what a great upbringing clearly his father did so many great things mm -hmm. to to make him the player he is at such a young age the fact that he's won all these majors mm -hmm. already and set the set the tour on fire right away so that's a guest that you're going to be hearing sean, from here I, sean i couldn't believe how young he was Oh, yeah. He's unbelievable. He's gorgeous like you, Sully. Yeah. He's got better <laughs> eyes. He's better than me. <laughs> Although, you know, if I had a son who, who was uh, dominating like that, he'd probably keep me young. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, so so dive in a little bit to the golf course, Anne-Marie, and the course setup. And why does, why does this venue make such a great match play venue? Well, I think it's definitely, and then after the first year, when we had the first year, the players were amazed. We, the, the compliments that they made and said, this is such a perfect match play course. So it was nice because they had no idea what they were walking into and they were all pleasantly surprised. And so I think as the years go on and the, the players that have been here, but then the players coming in are like, wow, this course is magical. So it's really great to really hear the player feedback and what they think about it. You know, we have a great superintendent. Bobby Springer has been an amazing superintendent keeping this thing in shape because we are a busy membership. So yeah. keeping the conditions where it is and the amount of play that we get 
it's pretty amazing what he does. What is it, 800 and some members? 820, With yes. a long waiting list. I know, yes. I know my good pal Mark McCollum is uh, on the waiting list right now as a social. Oh, but, yeah, that's So right. how many rounds a year does, does Austin Country Club get? You know, I don't have that, that exact number, but we're definitely uh, north of 30 for sure. Wow, that's yeah. unbelievable. But I don't well, have that accurate number. Well, the, uh, clearly the superintendent's done an amazing job here to, uh, to be able to keep the golf course in pristine shape. So. Well, and it's not a long course, but it's difficult. Right? Very, very so difficult. So it's set up with a 7,100 uh, mm -hmm. yards yet. Um, it's not easy. Right? And you like the windy t uh, conditions today, right? Oh, <laughs> definitely love the wind. Wait, what other right. these guys? <laughs> Wait till they get in front while they're by the water. The course is so beautiful uh, where, you know, where the front side, which is actually going to be the back side for the tournament, yeah. sits right on the water. You will see lots of boats and a lot of people having fun as they're watching uh, those players go through. We, but might, it is we might throw you in the water solely to swim out to a boat <laughs> with your suitcase. With my floaty. <laughs> my floaty and my iPad. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like a real so, so dive in, who, who, um, who are some of the players you were watching on the range and some of the techniques or even teachers that you saw and kind of the te technique or golf swings that you really like to watch? I saw you, saw you doing some stuff with Tiger yesterday and filming him. Who, who do you like? Well, I definitely like to video uh, all the swings because I think everyone has, you know, their own architectural to the swing. Um, you know, I, I, th I believe all of us teachers really get in there and give good sound fundamentals. And then to create the shape of the swing is really kind of, again, trying to find that. Uh, a lot of teachers can vary from there. Uh, but I know Cameron McCormick has done an amazing job with Jordan. I love visiting uh, with him and catching up with uh, Cameron. You know, yeah. they've, he's been working with him since he was 12. So... That relationship is, uh, you know, really good, and, and uh, I love watching that. But I, I like watching all the swings. I love Fleetwood swing. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, and I love uh, Henrik Stenson. Yeah. Um, I really, really like that swing gets, a lot. He gets down on that thing. One of the yeah. best three wood players I've ever seen. Yeah. So. And he's so compact. I love that the so when compact. a swing that really stays together. I'll ask both of you. What do you do when someone shows up with a Jim Furyk type swing? <laughs> right. What do, do they you do? Are they hitting it it's good or bad? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, let's say they're hitting it good, right? So, so you, you, you talk about owning the code. Certainly he's created his own code. But, but how is he able to strike the ball? And certainly last week, you think how, how, how great he did. Um, why does it work? You know, go ahead. Well, because he's an athlete. Yeah. And because of his strong athleticism, when you see swings that are that unique, those players are so athletic. So the thing you want to do is just, you know, I know that Furyk's dad really manages that swing mm -hmm. and really just, just keep doing what he's doing. That's why he can hit it. Some people would think that that would be not athletic. It is very athletic, yeah. and that's why he's able to create what he creates in the golf swing. So one thing I see with Jim's swing is he's really good from waist high to waist high, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really all that matters in golf, um, and he delivers the club in a repeat. He has actually great body rotation. The club does do some funky things, but right now there's a lot. There's a couple kids coming out um, on tour that do some funny things with their plane and drop, reroute it and drop it in. But the the central theme is they're really using the ground well, in my opinion, and they're also they're also hitting the, the golf ball with rotation. So, unfortunately, right now we're working through this, but you're not hitting. You're hitting it with your hands, and so we're working through that. But that's one thing that I <laughs> I would see. One question for you. Yeah. I'm curious. What golf instructor, other than Harvey, what coach do you think, do you see yourself using tools from or kind of, is there somebody out there that you kind of like to leverage? 
Well, actually, it's actually Chuck Cook. Okay. So I, I, you know, again, he helped me with my own swing. I went to him uh, back. Uh, it's been a while because now I teach so much I'm not playing. But, you know, when I worked with uh, Tom and Tom has gone, goes to Chuck and, is, and I've helped Tom Kite as well, he would call it the Amory and Chuck blend. Yeah. So I think that the, I really, um, you know, like a lot of things that Chuck does, and he's helped me with a lot uh, in my teaching as well, so definitely. How much does Tom Kite tinker with his golf swing? You know, I would say that he, you know, I don't know if I use the word tinker, but he works hard. I mean, yeah. the, everyone knows that he is, you know, the best practicer of the game. And I think the one thing is, is when you find him lurking on something, he's always looking back at some videos that he used to do to where yeah. he's trying to just maintain what he used to do and keep up with that. So I would say he's not looking for anything new or something. He's just really trying to maintain and really develop that swing that he had back when Harvey worked with him and Chuck. Yeah, one thing I forgot to ask him about, but when I would see him working with Chuck back in the day was he had the model, and the model was a swing from an old studio that when, when he won in 93 at the Hope and shot 27 under, he would always go back to the model. So mm -hmm. again, I think that that's something as instructors or students um, kind of maybe have that video or that one that you really want to look mm -hmm. like. And I get it, bodies change, et cetera. But I think that's something that he's always doing is just really striving for perfection. And he's, he's one, one hell of a ball striker. Yeah. And fitness. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, you talk about body structure, he, he's the same. He just stays he's so strong. fit. He's strong. He's yeah. probably stronger now, maybe. You know, he, yeah. he would deny that, but he definitely is uh, keeps up with his fitness. How, how much has fitness played a role in the game? And what, it, what have you seen over the last 10 to 12 years in terms of fitness and, and how these even these junior players are going about it? Well, I think fitness is key, and but finding the right fitness that works for each player is definitely, you know, really finding that niche and what works for them. I don't think that there's just one way of uh, fitness, and nowadays there's so many things to, to uh, pick from and, and decide. So I really let that player really dive into that and really find their way and see what it's, you know, do they like to do home programs or do they need a one-on-one -on -one training? Do they like group or are they looking for speed or are they, you know, looking to, you know, just stay fit? It's, there's just so many variables there. I think the key thing is is really finding what works for them, yeah. you know, because there's all types of body types out there, and it's really what works for them. Yeah. What do you do when you're not teaching? What do you do for fun? You know, I love to Comes go. Comes on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I do for fun. <laughs> I actually like to go fishing. I wish I'd, I would spend more time uh, going fishing. I love to go. Uh, yeah. What type of fishing? I like to uh, do fly fishing. For sure. Yeah, so yes, that's I, cool. I you love teach that. me how to fly fish? Oh, I I would love that. So well, no, she's got to teach Tiger and. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh no no that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna Chuck teach Tiger and Marco Mira how to fly Mira. fish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To tell you the story. Uh, they all went to Waterville in, in Ireland. Mm -hmm. it, was, uh, it was O'Mara and Tiger and mm -hmm. he said they, they got all the fancy gear. They hired the, the highest dollar uh, tour guide to take them to the perfect mm -hmm. spot. There's salmon jumping over this little mm -hmm. dam, so you can't miss it. He said they went all day, didn't catch one fish, and they had all. <laughs> so it's Justin <laughs> Rose. <laughs> hey, Justin. <laughs> so what a funny story. Yeah. So maybe you can give me some tips. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what else other than, than, than fishing? I mean, you know, you're here a lot, I bet, right? Oh yeah. I love it here, though. Uh, I, I just, you know, this is really like my home, and especially this, you know, I know they can't see this learning center, yeah. but it's an amazing place to be. But, you know, Austin Country Club is my family. You know, there's, I've been here for 20 years, and I just, I just love this place. I love being here. 
Uh, but when I am away from work, I, you know, I love to go see my family, spend time with my family and my friends. My dog, I have a little dog, her name is Augusta. Nice. You know, so, uh, you are a yeah, dog. Yes, so I, I love her. When, you know, when I get to go home and see her, she like jumps in my arms and I, I love her. She's like Velcro, oh, you know, awesome. so I, a Cocker Spaniel. And nice. then I, you know, I like, to, I like to read. I like to spend some time. You golf know, books? Really, I, well, I definitely read golf <laughs> books. Uh, but I definitely like to just spend some time and, you know, kind of turn everything off and, and just really find some, you know, some peace and, and do some reading. So, and, so being down here in the south and it's mm -hmm. warm about 11 months out of the year, is there a month that you can kind of break away and slow down or are you just full bore 12 months out of the year? You know, we're definitely a year-round club, definitely busy. We may have to force ourselves to take the time off, but I, I would definitely say August. The two weeks uh, in August are definitely a good time that uh, we could take that break um, yeah. and, and get out of the heat a little bit. But other than that, we, we're going. I like it. I yeah. like it. How much, how much of your own golf? Are you playing any golf? Or are you, you getting out there at all? Are you practicing? Or when you're done teaching, you're out of here and you want to go home? You know, I think I'm going to give up on New Year's resolutions because every year <laughs> I sit there and say, I'm going to play more golf. And, uh, you know, I, I just really love helping and, and being around my players that um, I, need, I need to spend more time playing, but I just, I just really don't make the time to do that. All right, that. I have a proposal. Okay, deal. You and I are going to be long-distance accountability partners. Okay. And what we're going to do is we're going to send once a week, we're going to send a golf swing of what we're working on to each other and say what we're practicing. Oh, what I would – I love that. Challenge accepted. It, accepted. I, I told myself I was going to hit um, two hours worth of drivers because I, I, when I get off, I drive at Cook. And I told myself mm -hmm. I was going to hit two hours worth of drivers per week. And mm -hmm. I'm about probably at one, one hour per week. So mm -hmm. I'm doing better. But, again, I, I, I need an accountability partner. So challenge is on. Challenge is on. And you can also go to her Instagram account, right? I like it. Take yeah. that aim, eighteen ninety nine. It Take is. Take that aim, eighteen ninety nine. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Right. And it's only a couple weeks old. Right. We've already got more content up there than, than he and I. Yeah. Oh. We're not so good with technology. Oh. Well, we, we're good at it, but we just get a little sidetracked sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a fancy dinner. Right. Exactly. All right, why don't we take a commercial break and we'll come back and, and maybe uh, hit Anne Marie up with some of the rapid fire. These, these are questions designed to get you to say things that you regret. And that segment was brought to you by <laughs> Cal Insurance Solutions, the leading provider of work comp. Good friend Lance Cal, thanks for supporting the show. All right, come on back here on the Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. This is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Founded right here in Lenexa, Kansas, GoodSense has been doing things the right way since they began. They've mastered the craft of soft bread by preparing and baking their signature bread twice each and every day. They slice all their meats and cheeses by hand to make sure that your sandwich tastes fresh. They don't do these things because they're easy. They do them because it's what tastes best. And that's why sandwich lovers in Kansas City have chosen GoodSense for 30 years. You buy new clubs, you read golf magazines, you watch the Golf Academy, and you pound balls on the driving range until your hands bleed, but your score never changes. Well, a true golf simulator from Midwest Golf Simulators in Olathe, Kansas, is the answer. Play golf every day in the comfort of your own home. The easy-to-read instant feedback you get after every shot allows you to see what your swing flaws are, which allows you to make the adjustments you need to get your ball to go where you want it to go. So lower your scores and be the player you always thought you could be. Call Dave at Midwest Golf Simulators for more info or a demo at 913-915-4108. New golf clubs, a big-screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, 
or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. Oh, heck, I'll buy the clubs, put them in my new golf cart, watch the U.S. Open on my big screen after I play a round of golf. Better give Star Companies, Inc. a call today to start saving big. That's Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160. Or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Gecko presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. You wouldn't select a driver when you're putting on the green, just like you wouldn't choose a putter to get out of a sand trap. When choosing a club, you want to make sure you have the right tool for the job, and the same goes for selecting a wealth advisor. At Mariner Wealth Advisors, we believe in putting the client first, always. This isn't just our motto, it's our way of doing business and part of our fiduciary standard. Navigating your unique journey takes a partner who is as committed to reaching your financial destination as you are. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location and an advisor near you and let us help you navigate your financial future. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Hey, welcome back to Golf Underground ESPN Radio from lovely Austin, Texas, the Austin Country Club. We are with Director of Instruction Anne Marie Gildersleeve, otherwise known as Emma Wee. She's a wonderful <laughs> woman, and I, I got to tell you, you guys have just been so good to us from, from yeah. yesterday morning. You know, we, we we get our badges, we don't know where we are, we're walking around, and and Dale could oh. not be nicer. I cannot believe in the middle of this tournament he's taking the time to say, "Come on into our office, sit down." And there was like no pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's it, unbelievable. It, it, talk about an even feel. Oh yeah. And you're the same way. You came in, boy, it looked like you were having fun. Um, is that the culture of this place? She I mean, saw the eye it. patch and wanted to know what she was missing in our <laughs> interview with Dale. No, but <laughs> <laughs> she said if a guy with an eye patch can make Dale laugh, then yeah. I got to meet this guy. Yeah. No, but there's obviously a culture here that is really nice. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the culture here. Well, it is. It's it's a great place to be, a great place to hang out, a great place to work. Our uh, Dale Morgan, our head golf professional, has helped create that culture. He is amazing. You know, he's he is. He's just so uh, easygoing, laid back, uh, until sometimes you know sure. things get a little. <laughs> and he calls Emery, come in and shut the door. Oh, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> just kidding. But no, it's it's great. I mean, the the atmosphere here, the culture here, it is. It's so friendly. That's why I just love it. That's why I, I, I never go home. I mean, you can walk to all parts of the club, from the golf side to the tennis side, the swimming, the dining area. So it's, in other words, you're not going anywhere. No, I, I've been here awesome. 20 years. I hope not. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> right. That is that yeah. is awesome. Well, good for you. So so normally we do this segment. We dive into the lesson tee. 
But sitting here looking at these outfits, we dabbled with the fashion tee uh, the other day, and we're going to get into the fashion tee. Um, brought to you by Midwest Golf Simulator. So back home in Kansas, I wish I had this ability to do a bay, but um, we're limited to about six months of decent weather, and we had a horrible weather. So thanks for everything from Midwest Golf Simulators. Okay, here we go. The fashion tee. Talk to us a little bit about what what is it? If you have to dress, how would you dress if you're going to play well? What are some fashion faux pas that you don't like? Well, well, first of all, if you if you want to play well, you have to dress well because you got to feel good about yeah. you know how, what you're wearing. I think that that's really key. But my faux pas would be probably the hat backwards when people yeah. wear those yeah. or the shirt hanging out. But hey, if they're having fun. That that's good with me. I just wouldn't be my type of right. dress or play. So so tucked in shirt, untucked shirt. Is that a faux pas? Do you not like that look when somebody's got the the kind of the heavy set guy's got the shirt falling out of the back of his pants a little bit. <laughs> no, you don't like that. No. Well, okay, okay. Here's a question that we asked okay. um, another guest, and um, it's kind of it's a fashion question, but a psychology question. If you're four under par on the tenth tee here at Austin Country Club, mm -hmm. and you realize that you have a belt loop undone, you missed a belt loop. What do you do? A lot oh. of spectators too. A lot of spectators. I'm fixing you're, the belt loop. For sure, it. I'm fixing oh. it. <laughs> no what, doubt about what that. What happens if you double ten and eleven and get it right back to even par? You're still so not good doing it. It's yes. I'd, I'd have to fix it because, you know, there's a thing called OCD, and I think that I'd have to fix that belt loop. <laughs> Very good. That's the, that's the right. answer we got from our other guests. So clearly yeah. uh, clearly they don't um, they have a differing opinion than what we do. But What about the, uh, the flat bill versus the mild uh, curve? Do you have a, what do you think looks like? See, I think a middle In other words, guy is or... he's trying to ask if you think I'm, I look good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know you look good. But, you know, something about, like, the 50- or 60-year-old guy wearing the flat bill like DJ, it's a little goofy to me. Well, you know, I think it, it depends on the, the person. Some look good with the flat bill and get away with it, and some look more with the curve. Like, you do. You look really – that's a great-looking hat. I don't. I couldn't see you wearing a flat bill. You but, want one? You want white or Oh, gray? yeah. I, oh, definitely you gray. I like the gray. Right, oh, I'll take both. Yes, right, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really up to the person, that the look. I mean, some people can get away with that look. Some can't. So. What about DeChambeau? I think his look is great because it is him. He is 100% who he is, and I love it. He's not afraid to show who he is, and I think he shows it in his dress and everything he does, and I think it's great. I think it's great for golf. How do you think um, it matches? You mentioned that it's who he is. Yes. How, how, what do his clothes say about who he is? Who well, is he? Well, I think that when you, you know, really read about him or find out about him, he really has more of the, I would say, the scientist of the golf swing in the way that he does things. And I think that he's so comfortable in his own skin that, you know, it's, he is who he is. Yeah. And he's not, I, I like to refer makes to no him. bones about it. Yeah, right. He's no? a foresight guy like me. So I saw him working with his foresight yesterday. And I, I, he just, I call him Data DeChambeau. It's, he yeah. likes the data. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that that's why there's, there's Mr. Woods there. Um, that's why Tiger is so drawn to him is is because Tiger loves the information similar to what a Tom Kite does. And so I think that that's cool. What other players do you like that the way they dress? If you could pick out a player, you're like, gosh, that guy dresses well, and he sure is handsome. Who is Oh, it? Adam Scott all the oh. way. <laughs> I even picked that. Oh, yeah. So, so For sure. I'm going to pick on my roommate from yeah. school, Gary Woodland, a little bit. Uh, he gets extremely excited when he gets paired up with Adam Scott because he gets he gets to have some some things to take his mind off golf. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So. Well, and Gary had the funny comment about Tommy Fleetwood. Oh yeah. He said um, he he looks like a homeless man who robbed a Nike store. 
Does that mean? Well, it's not nice. <laughs> it's accurate. <laughs> I don't know if that was Gary uh, that said that. It might have uh, been, yeah. been you that uh, said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so um, what, uh, what do you think of Gary Woodland's game? I know he's a, he's a good dresser. Now he's got the little fancy Puma shirts on, mm -hmm. and he's got his new Wilson flat bill. Mm -hmm. What do you think about his game and his length? Oh, I think it's impressive. You know, I really uh, – I've always enjoyed – uh, watching his swing, knowing his swing. I, I think he carries himself so well. You know, he's kind of like that, that calm, gentle uh, sense of God. I, I would say the most impressive thing is when he was at the Arizona event, the, um, Phoenix, the Phoenix Open, when he was there with that young girl playing that, that yeah. golf hole, brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. That so really showed. What's up, Jay Day? Yeah. <laughs> that definitely was. Uh, a, a great thing to watch. Yeah. So that was well, we had him on the show uh, the following week, mm -hmm. and we got to hear him talk about it and what it meant to him. Yeah. And it was really interesting how he said, "I will recall that hole when I'm out playing in the golf course." Right? It's simple. Because, I got this. Right. Mm -hmm. Here's a, here's a, a woman um, who has Down syndrome. Right. He said, you know, when she teed up the ball in front of all these fans on the 16th. He, he was just hoping she'd hit it. Well, little did he know what a great ball for this woman mm -hmm. was, right? Right. And she poked it out into the trap, and mm -hmm. he said, I went to go get the ball out of the trap. No, he was going to hit the bunker shot for her. Oh, yeah. oh really? Right. And she I said, didn't. And, and, and you remember the video, she mm -hmm. said, you got this. You got this. Her self-talk. Right? Yes. Oh, and, and yes. He said, I'm hearing this. And he said, and then, of course, she gets it, puts it 12 feet, oh. and he's like, oh, my God, please make this. Right. And she drains it. it. He's normally, he helped her read the putt. He's normally not a good green reader, are you, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was so neat. He said, you know, really, I will go back to that. There'll be times, maybe it's on a Sunday, where he says, I got this. He'll remember what she said. So isn't it funny how little life things like that right. come out of nowhere mm -hmm. and, and somehow you can recall them to make it not only a better golfer, a better person. Right. Yeah, right? that's awesome. But just going back to the thing is saying that, you know, again, talking about at the beginning of our, our show here is that you have to believe in yourself. And the, that little girl or uh, young woman believed in herself and she said, I got this. What I mean, that's his. That's as good as I'm gonna put that right next to take that aim. I know. Yeah, that's his. I got this. That's hers. Yeah, that, no, I won't, we won't take that. No. <laughs> no, that's hers. So, and the other thing, but well, one more thing. It was so cool. So she was with her parents. She said, "They love me. They love me." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so good. What right. a great story. Great for the game of golf. Um, so we're gonna take a commercial break, and when we come back, we're gonna have the most most unique question session ever. It's going to be the emergency 12 because they've normally the emergency nine, but there's been talk about changing golf courses to 12 hole formats. We're going to fire Anne Marie some serious questions. 12 holes. 12 holes. There's been talk about shortening the game. Uh, Nicholas is a, a big into this, and so you know down the road it might not be in our lifetimes, but the. The 12 hole golf course. Well, we have to call the bar the 13th hole now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, so we're with Anne Marie Gildersleeve. She's the director of instruction here at the Austin Country Club. WGC Dell Match Play. We are having so much fun with you. You are just cool. Oh. <laughs> you make right? golf cool. And you're making us kind of cool. Oh. Too. So come on back here on the Golf Underground on ESPN Radio.
Okay, welcome back off Underground ESPN Radio. Your boy Sully Wardo, and we are honored to be with Anne Marie Gildersleeve, uh, Director of Instruction here at the Austin Country Club. Wardo is uh, annoyingly um, picking lint off of my it was chair, a which I guess is better than my belly button, like we <laughs> normally do. So, uh, this is fun, Anne Marie. Oh, yes, I'm having a blast. Right, this isn't your standard boring. Right? No. If, if, if we weren't Sully Ward, it would be, so Anne Marie, tell us about the golf course set up today. <laughs> hey, that would be boring. Like, it would be a 10 minute interview. Right. But you know, it's like three hours. <laughs> so, you're right. me a lot of it. Oh, I yeah. Coke, which I, yeah, yeah. So, here we go. We are going to do, we are doing the 13th hole today because we're going to talk about, we're going to do rapid fire 12 hole question with Anne Marie. And the, the 13th hole is brought to you by Mariner Wealth Advisors, a proud partner of the, of the show. Yeah. Um, but with that said, I'm going to jump right in. Wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. Go back to this 12 hole, short in the game, 12 hole. Who's so, saying that? So there's, there's a lot of people out there that the initiative is to get more people to play golf. And so one thing that people are talking about is tee it forward. What tee it forward means is play, don't play the black tees when you hit it 232 up a tee like you. Move, move up a tee. Um, and work on scoring so that, so that you can enjoy the game. Uh, the game's really hard as it is. Also, the other thing that's hurting golf is, is the time it takes to be out here, right? And so um, the 12-hole initiative, I think they're even building some courses in either China or Europe um, that are 12 holes. And the principle is nine's too short, 18's too long. So somewhere in the middle. And again, I don't know if this will ever be fully adopted, but I would agree. I think more people need to get in the game nowadays. There's with technology, people don't aren't able to break away, and so that's kind of what I've read up on. What's it. your take? You know, I just if it's growing a game, I love it. Yeah. You know, I think how many holes someone plays is really up to them. If they want to play a 12-hole golf course or a nine-hole golf course, but I think from a competitive level, you know, I hope to see that we keep it at the 18 holes and maybe the 12-hole golf course is just a way to you know again because time does. Uh, really restrict a lot of people playing. What I really think a great thing to do is more par three golf courses. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that there's enough of those. The things you could do, a good player could go work on their their short game. You know, you could do leagues out there. The junior would be so much happier. I mean, there's so much a par three could do. I just don't think we build enough par so, three so golf courses. I'll, actually, my advice to the kids that I work with, I have a couple uh, young studs right now, and I say go play the par three course. There's a municipal place in Kansas City uh, it's called the Little Blue. I say, you go around that Little Blue, and until you can't break par, um, keep going. And mm -hmm. so sometimes, some days these kids will be out there, they'll, they'll go around that route or that loop, uh, you know, seven or eight times and grab lunch and then do it a couple more times. So. Well, we'll interview Tom uh, Watson, who last year won the, uh, the R3. Oh, at, uh, yeah. yeah. Tom's coming on the show next week. So. And you know, look how much people love watching that. So I think you could create so much. And I mean, Top Golf has done you know great yeah. things for golf. But what about par three golf courses in the environment? You could, I mean, the sky's the limit with the things you could do with a par three golf course. You're not landlocked. You know, you don't need as as much land and the excitement and fun that people could have doing that. Sully, I think they need to build one out at your home club, Lock Lloyd. I think they got the space for it. They that's do. that's. I'm going to talk to Mr. Olick about they that. Do. Maybe I'd use that more than the gym. <laughs> <laughs> And they could light it up. You could light up a par three right. course. Right, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Like, at, at nighttime? Yeah, oh yeah. Speaking of that, night golf with a, uh, a lit golf ball. Yeah, so oh yeah. You know, I haven't, but it's... I uh, haven't either. It is no, you know what, I did, it, I did it one time, and it was pretty fun. It was pretty no, fun. No, it's so. well, like, right, so you got the lit golf ball, it's got a little, uh, mm -hmm. it's almost like one of those little yeah. glow sticks you put in it. The problem is, is the golf ball's very hard. In fact, I had a brand new Callaway driver, and, uh, 
you're not supposed to use good equipment. The whole back of this Callaway driver came shattered off after I hit the Oh, It's because no. your club head speeds so high after working with me. <laughs> there right. we go. We got you right. up. Yeah. That ball yeah. speeds yeah. up to, you know, 112. <laughs> so keep, keep me off your So games. here we go. We are, we are in the 13th hole. We're about to do the emergency 12 questions uh, brought to you by Sheridan's Unforked Eating Good and Feeling Good. Are you ready, Emery? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. First question. Who is your dark horse for the to win the WGC Dell Technologies match play? Nice. Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed. Uh, a homer. A yes. homer. Gotta love the homer. So nice. Who's the best ball striker you've ever coached? Oh. You know, I tried that. You know, I have some players that are great ball strikers. I, I don't know if I could single them out to okay. one. Okay, who's the most creative shot shaper? Who plays shots that you love? Of one of my players? Yeah. Bentley Cotton. Yeah, Bentley, there oh, you go. Hope is, you're listening, Bentley. She is quite the <laughs> shot maker. The best short game you've seen out on tour? Ooh, that's a, cause I, you know, because being a golf professional, you really study a lot of those short games. You know, I like, you know, I like Phil's short game. I, yeah. And then he's starting to do some Instagram stuff, and he's, uh, yeah. I love his. He loves that, those calves. You know? I gotta work on my calf game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the gym here after yeah. this and do some. Well, what would Harvey Penick think of Phil's short game? Oh, I think he would love it. Why? So, because he's creative, and he, you know, the the shots that he creates. I think that, you know, Harvey's so good at the basics and and that. But when someone, you know, you step outside of that and they find their own their own creativity, I think that that's impressive. That's awesome. Will Tiger get to Jack's record? Play well, Emiliano. You know, I hope the best. For Tiger and I hope he does that. I would really like to see him achieve that. I think that, you know, watching him out here and his golf swing is beautiful. I mean, I know some people could pick on it, but I think it's beautiful. I, I hope he gets to that goal. I'd love to see that. If um, you had another uh, dog, what would you name that dog? <laughs> Patches. <laughs> or Sully. We've got Augusta. Yeah. Let's be creative on this one. You know, I haven't even thought about that. No, that's what the golf underground I know. Do. It's, uh, gosh, what would I? Filson. Filson? Yes. What's that? I love that store, Filson. I wear a lot of their, their, uh, going back to the fashion thing. Yeah. They make great women's, uh, clothes for, like, fishing and cold weather. Filson. I hey, we're not a combination of, of, uh, uh, Phil and, uh, Nicholson. And, like, uh, Moe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was like your yeah. little combo. Yeah. Definitely, I would probably call it my next dog, Filson. I think I'm going to have to think about getting another dog. Get another dog. Okay, <laughs> here we go. This All is right. a hard okay. question. All right. This is very hard. If this learning center, if, you're, if your treehouse learning center catches on fire, you can only grab one item, what item would you grab? The picture of my grandmother and grandfather on my desk. That's really cool. Why? Because I, I, I they brought you here. They yes. got you to this. Right. Losing my father so young and my, um, I lost my uh, father, I, I said earlier, at nine. And my mom is, I have four other siblings, so there's five of us. And, uh, so we range from the age of 11 to five. So my grandparents really stood in there and uh, came in and helped my mom. But my uh, grandfather came in and helped fill that role. But he still remained my grandfather. Yeah, so. What's the greatest awesome. lesson you taught you? To love your family. You know, my grandfather was, um, we have some Indian blood in us, 
and his wisdom about life and your faith and it's just amazing the things that that he taught me. Well, you must have had so many minutes with him, and boy, God bless him, taking you under his wing, mm -hmm. taking you into the 19th hole with his buddies, right? Right. There's not a lot of dads, certainly even at that time, right? I mean, I think right. maybe dads, and I might be wrong on this, seem more involved than the, the other mm -hmm. generations. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe each generation, dads get more involved. He was really ahead of his time as far as love and time with the other kids, right? Oh. Oh yes, and he, we, there were 18 of us, so my grandparents had wow. have 18 grandchildren, uh, so it's not like we were the only five, and so for him to manage. Hi, Jerry. It, Look, it's Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Was you excited for me? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think a testimony again of my grandfather is he loved the game. He was a great player uh, himself. In my office, I have some of his trophies that he won. And, and uh, you know, again, having 18 of us, and unfortunately, we just lost uh, my cousin last week. So he's the first of, of 18. But the most thing that made us all feel the best is, you know what we said, the first person that greeted him would be our grandparents. So that gave us peace to know um, because he was the first of the 18 to to make his way to heaven, but we know my grandfather and my grandparents have have him, and uh, that gives us peace. Absolutely. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, here we go. Given that you've actually enjoyed being on this show, which I yes. believe you have, mm -hmm. um, what three golfers or uh, people in the game need to be on this show based off of what you've just experienced? Well, like you were saying earlier, I think having Jordan Speed's dad, I think that would be great getting that perspective. Yeah. I think that would, um, yeah. that's exciting that you're getting uh, him. But, you know, I, I golly, what would... Uh, Clearly we want Andres Gonzalez's mustache. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want him, we just want his mustache. Well, right. they have to, technically they should be alive. Because when we asked Tom Kite this question, he, uh, he, gave, us, he gave us three. <laughs> no. <laughs> So in other so words, we haven't had that. that. We haven't heard an right. answer like that. Oh my gosh, that's interesting, isn't yeah. that? Yeah. There, oh. were, there were some very so, yeah. well sought off after individuals, but yeah. um, I'll okay. tell you, there's a player. There, there's a young. It's one of my players. Her name, like I said earlier, is Bentley Cotton. Do you know who Babe Saharis was? Yeah. Okay, so there's someone from the past. Well, Bentley Cotton is, is just like her. That cool. this young player is amazing, and she could play all sports. She? She's a junior in high school. She's 17. We want her on this show. You, I'm telling you, you would love her. She wanted to fly up to the frozen tundra of Kansas City to, to get on the show, or maybe we can just... We'd rather yeah. have, <laughs> we can have yeah. an excuse yeah. to we come back. We may not go home. Sully, get your wrenches. I, I will be home, but it's going to be a few months. Get your wrenches ready. We're coming back down, Sully. Do you get junior players on? Do you, do you uh, get them on the show? We have yet to have a junior player Oh, I think show. that would be yeah. that would be awesome. We want, we want them on the show. Okay. Given all the questionable rule changes this year that mm -hmm. have uh, been implemented in the rules of golf, uh, we've had some strong opinions on this. What what rule do you think needs to go back to its original form? What one do you not like? You know, I just think people don't like change. I'm, I'm in favor of the rules. I think that they... You mean you like when they're dropping like this? <laughs> you know, I know, athletes? you know, if we go back to the... If we go, if we go back to the fashion thing, they probably don't feel very good doing that, right? Yeah. But I really, I'm in favor of them. I support okay. those rules. Yeah. I, I think the hardest thing is, is just change. And when you make change, people mm -hmm. make errors and they don't follow the rule and that becomes upsetting. I, I get that. I think that there's, the rules are definitely have um, some uniqueness to them. But look at all the attention it's been getting. Yeah. You know, it's been, 
it's been kind of fun. Well, what's interesting is you're the first person we've asked mm -hmm. that question to mm -hmm. who said that you're happy with the rules. Right. Right? But, but, but I also think it says a lot about your openness to change and new things. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there's, there's um, a bit of the golf culture, which is old and stodgy. Mm -hmm. and let's keep things the way they are. And they think any, any change is, is mm -hmm. a, an assault on the tradition of it. Right? Mm -hmm. but to your point. What's the big deal? Mm -hmm. Live with them. Really? Right. You gotta bend Have fun down with a them. Bit. Come on. Right. 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 Make okay. it stylish right. if you're gonna. Right. Yeah. Maybe a you know a little sachet when you're getting down there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Have your own right. yeah. <laughs> Okay. A couple more. The most handsome player. I think you alluded to this earlier. Most handsome player on tour. Other than Adam Scott. Other than Adam Scott. Wow. That there's quite a few to. <laughs> to pick from, I think Freddie Couples. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna oh, go on a series yes. tour. You know that yes. he is. He definitely he's is. Low. Yeah, he's, he's just. Good. He just has he's it going. He's got great lettuce. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's got great lettuce. What a handsome. What a handsome right. fella. Okay, okay. If you could instruct one golfer on tour, who would you want to be the swing coach of? You got 64 guys here today. Who who would you want to work with? I would. I mean, if I had my opportunity i would love to have the opportunity to teach tiger i like it i like it yeah. i thought you might say that yeah. you think you could deal with the personality and everything that goes with it you know i think that's part of instruction as you learn you know to really again build that relationship with the player i would you know definitely would um with all my players build that relationship and then the technical part is the easy part you know i think the part is really taking the time to get to know your players, spend time with them, see how they operate. Too many times a player walks up on a lesson tee and they're trying to adapt to the golf professional and yeah. the golf professional needs to adapt to the player. Well said. And if that doesn't happen, then then, then the relationship then becomes a little bit harder to That's why uh, we've had a tough relationship. I haven't gotten to know <laughs> you. Growing. I haven't it's interviewed growing. you well enough yet. Well, I just think if you're nicer to me, right? Because now the walls are going up a little bit. Oh, come on. There's yeah. no walls. Well, the great thing about Tiger is I could just sit there and go, great shot. That's good shot. Well, every okay. guy out here, every guy. Yeah, out here, right? we could use uh, Harvey's thing. Say, hey, good shot, and walk away. You're doing good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, final thing. Tell us about Take Dead Aim. Where did this slogan? Well, it's out of the the little red book, and uh, it's that where uh, Harvey Such told cool told logo. Mickey Wright to take uh, Dead Aim, and so it, it's uh, if people really understand it, it's really Harvey's way of not only saying taking dead aim at a target, but take dead aim at life. Yeah. You know, and really just uh, enjoy it and really uh, well enjoy said. the people around you, enjoy the, the golf course around you. Really, really well said. Well, that was great. Well, listen, thank you so much, Anne-Marie. I, no. I mean, again, with the way uh, you and your whole staff has treated us, it's just, I mean, we're, we're lucky, right? Yep. I mean, it's been really, really cool. This, this has been wait, a fun show. And we can't wait to get out there and, um, and walk the holes today and, and you know because i haven't seen the golf course i know you have, and, have and, um, are you going to put your gary just requested that you put your patch I'm on i'm going to put the patch on you know why because i'm going to take that eight <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you had a great time i um, had a great time <laughs> and, and listen we've got next week we've got uh, tom watson and oh we're nice get some of these junior players you're going to help us get some of your your junior players on okay right? i would love that kind of cool get on the radio Oh, they would love it. You know, just when they did the uh, the kids' clinic yesterday, yeah. and and they got to ask them questions, and they were just like open field, right? Oh my gosh, the oh my questions gosh. that kids will ask are just so amazing. Right? Yeah, kinda so like our questions. Right, the, it's kind of like the firing goal. thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is, we're from the uh, Austin Country Club at the uh, the Dell Technology. 
we put a, the WGC in front of that, shouldn't we? Yeah, it's sure. Really matter. Match play event, and uh, we've got some more great shows coming from you. So you've been listening to the Golf Underground with Sully and Wardo on ESPN Radio. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. Yeah.